For many years, Pixar has been warming hearts around the world with its animated family movies. But could it be that the heartwarming movies are much darker than they seem? The internet is rife with theorists who suggest that there are some seriously scary ideas hidden within these classics. Some of them may even ruin your childhood. If you're brave enough, let's explore some scary Pixar movie theories. The Toy Story franchise is the one that started it all for Pixar, and like a Duracell-powered toy bunny, it's still going today. The series may seem like a harmless story about the connection between children and their toys, but there's nothing like an all-encompassing theory to ruin your day. The relationship between young Andy and his posable friends seems touching, but it may conceal a dark secret. Toys in Toy Story generally get a rough ride at the hands of humans, with their situation being comparable to slavery in many ways. They're forced to suppress their personalities, living a life in secret and constant service of their masters, and are even branded. This all seems ridiculous until you consider the possibility that the toys may be alive, either as highly sophisticated AI machines or otherwise. The theory even goes so far as to suggest that all seemingly inanimate objects that possess a hint of personality are alive in the Pixar universe. Here's where Cars comes in. It's speculated that the human-free world of talking cars is a future where the sentient machines of Toy Story's era have risen and taken over. This also ties into the events of WALL-E where humans have been evacuated from the Earth. What if the story of too much trash forcing humans off Earth and Wally was simply a cover of hiding the fact that evil living objects had forced humans out? Perhaps Toy Story 5 will even feature Woody channeling his inner Chucky. <laughs> well, no sleep for me tonight. Toys are very important to Andy, the child at the core of the first two Toy Story movies. According to one theory, however, they're more than just playthings. Fans notice the total absence of the boy's father as well as the fact that there are no pictures of him around the house. This led them to conclude that Andy's dad didn't die, he abandoned his family. Not only that, but the heroic cowboy fills the void, taking on the role of a weird plastic father figure. Through Andy's vivid imagination, Woody comes to life possessing the traits of loyalty and selflessness that Andy's absent father lacked. Andy talks about Woody in glowing terms, idealizing him as someone who's always there, filling a significant void in his young life. You could even interpret Andy giving up his toys in the third installment as symbolic of him no longer needing that emotional crutch. The filmmakers state they only had so much budget for so many characters, so Dad didn't make the cut, but what kind of excuse is that? Toy Story 2 introduces us to Wheezy, a squeaky toy penguin who's about as far from threatening as you can get. We can't help feeling sorry for him knowing he's been left on the shelf gathering dust for so long after his squeaker got broken through no fault of his own. 
but one twisted theory paints Wheezy as an embittered mastermind who manipulates Woody and sets the events of the movie in motion. Most people think Wheezy ended up out at the yard sale where Woody would later be swiped up by Big Al by accident. But this theory suggests that Wheezy orchestrated the whole thing knowing that Woody, being the heroic toy that he is, would come to his roadside rescue and inevitably get taken away from Andy. With Woody out of the picture, Wheezy hoped he'd receive the attention Woody had been hogging for so long. It makes sense that spending so much time in isolation would have turned Wheezy into a bitter, twisted, squeaky penguin. Admittedly, that last part kind of undermines the intimidation factor, though. Sully from Monsters, Inc. is a truly memorable character. Voiced by John Goodman, Sully was a labor of love for animators. In terms of the amount of work that went into realizing every strand of his colorful fur. And it's that fur that forms the center of this disturbing theory. It goes back to one of the villains of Monsters, Inc., Randall Boggs, that alien-looking purple lizard. Randall tells Sully that humans have been known to strip monsters of their skin and use them as toilet seat covers. As a throwaway line, it's pretty funny, but flash forward a decade to the Toy Story spin-off short, Partysaurus Rex, and you'll see a very disturbing sight in the bathroom. A scene shows a toilet seat cover perfectly resembling Sully's fur. Turns out Randall wasn't kidding around after all. It seems Sully entered the wrong bedroom and gave his final scare. Maybe that's why Boo never found him. As for Boo's quest, one theory suggests that it goes further than you'd ever imagine. Hear me out. Brave, the Scottish fantasy flick, may seem to stand alone in the Pixar catalog, but it contains some undeniable links to the adventures of Mike Wazowski and friends. Some believe Brave's magical, wizened old witch is none other than Sully's pint-sized pal Boo. Why? The answer lies in those special teleporting doors in Monsters, Inc. that take the monsters to different places. Supposedly, they can take you all over the human world. But what if these portals could take you across time as well as space? According to supporters of this theory, the child from Monsters, Inc., Boo devoted her life after the movie plot to searching for her scary blue creature, Sully. And in doing so, ended up going back in time to the world of Brave. The theory supposes that Brave's witch has harnessed the eternal magic of the Will-O-Wisps. Indeed, the witch disappears in a scene without a trace after entering a door in her hut, suggesting a similar capability to the doors in Monster Zinc. It's possible Boo discovered this power in her own time and harnessed it to create magic doors to reach Sully, but was seemingly unsuccessful and remained in the Bonnie Scotland of old. To add credence to the theory, a scene indeed shows that the witch's hut even has a carving of Sully on display. Possibly a reminder of her old friend. But here's the childhood ruining part. Boo is elderly now, and after all those years of trying, it seems like she'll never see her friend again. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Monsters, Inc. is the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to scary theories. The aforementioned theory that doors can travel in time as well as space could explain the monster's extreme fear of children. Initially, it seems like the monsters fear a War of the Worlds-style scenario where contamination by the alien microbes of the human world could wipe them out. But Sully and Mike's immunity to Boo seems to discredit this. Don't dismiss the monster's fear of humans as irrational just yet, though. If the doors can travel across time, it's entirely possible that at some point, one or several monsters travel back to the 14th century on a scare mission. If they visited Europe in, say, 1348, they could have entered into the bedroom of a highly infectious victim of the Black Death. Possibly even a room stacked with plague-ridden corpses. If the infection spread to them, even hairy beasts would be right to be petrified. After all, experiencing huge blood-filled boils, intense pain, fever, diarrhea, and death isn't anyone's idea of fun. With that risk factor, you'd think they'd seek alternative energy sources than only using children's screams. And just when you thought Monsters, Inc. couldn't be dragged any further into the dark eldritch depths, it's time for the most disturbing theory of all. To the untrained eye, Boo looks like she's having great fun with her monstrous companions throughout the movie. But what if Monstropolis wasn't a real place at all, nor were its inhabitants? What if the story of Monsters, Inc. is merely a warped memory left in Boo's mind after her potential abduction? <gasps> Look at things from the point of view of Boo's family. To them, Boo may have disappeared for days only to reappear talking about a giant hairy individual who appeared in her room at night, tried to make her scream, and then took her to unfamiliar places. Could it be that Sully was some overly hairy midnight creeper who went around abducting children? Maybe he even wore a blue and purple shirt. Whatever happened on this journey, it's possible that Boo developed Stockholm Syndrome and learned to love her kidnapper. Or perhaps her mind repressed the awful memories, turning the horrible people involved into lovable, colorful characters as a way of helping her cope with the trauma of the whole ordeal. Either way, it's one twisted theory and I'll never be able to watch Monsters, Inc. in the same way again. In fact, Monsters, Inc. seems to be the missing link to explain many other Pixar movies. Let me give you another example. In 2015's Inside Out, the beings inside protagonist Riley's head, as well as her imaginary friend Bing Bong, the pink elephant, are representations of her emotions, or products of her imagination. But what if they existed in a much more literal way? Real-world research in recent years has hinted that bacteria present in our bodies and brains can influence our emotions and the functions of our brains. So, what if the creatures in Riley's head are some kind of mind-controlling bacteria? To take it one step further, looking at their appearance, especially Bing Bong, could these creatures be precursors to the monsters of Monsters, Inc.? The theory suggests that these bacteria evolved over thousands of years after Inside Out, leaving their human hosts, growing in size, establishing their own civilizations, and becoming less humanoid in form. 
before finally taking on the forms we see from Monsters, Inc. again and Mike, Sully, and their colleagues. <laughs> Finding Nemo is one of the more gut-wrenching Pixar movies. It starts with a tragedy and then doubles down on the depression when Nemo goes missing. Ultimately, there's a happy ending, but what if the whole adventure was a lie? Marlin clings to Nemo because he's the last remaining member of his family after losing the rest in a Barracuda attack. But some theorists believe Nemo also perished, and we're witnessing Marlin going through the five stages of grief. First, there's denial. Marlin convinces himself that Nemo survived the Barracuda attack. Then, anger. Marlin's constant overprotection and arguing with his imaginary son. And bargaining, Marlin's desire to help Dory in exchange for helping him search for his son. Followed by despair, Marlin's feverish realization that his son is missing with the waning hope that he may find him. And finally, acceptance. When Marlin finds Nemo and finally lets him swim off to school at the end of the movie, which of course is his way of letting go of the illusion that Nemo is still alive. As for the scenes in the fish tank and others where Marlin isn't around, Marlin could easily have imagined these scenarios to keep Nemo alive in his mind. To cap it all off, there's the meaning of the name Nemo itself. You may assume he's named after Captain Nemo, but what's the English translation of this Latin word? Nobody. Marlin is trying to track down nobody. Mind blown. Sometimes what's left unseen is scarier than what is shown. Have you watched Ragged Ralph? Take the wedding scene where Calhoun blasts the cybug that ate her beloved on the altar. Instead of seeing the monster get its just desserts, the filmmakers opt for a close-up of Calhoun's horrified face. It would seem she's horrified because her husband-to-be just became cybug's supper. But her look of horror goes deeper. You see, cybugs always take on the form of the things they eat. So what Calhoun was seeing as she opened fire could well have been some horrifying hybrid of a cybug and her dead husband. Mere seconds after seeing her husband die once, she would have to annihilate him again. That's the kind of thing that will put you in therapy for years. Sorry for ruining your childhood, but since it's already ruined, if you like these stories, you might want to check out our episode about Disney theories that will ruin your childhood. Thanks for listening, and make sure you tune in next time you want to be amazed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.